This is Biz, and this is the final season of One Bad Mother, a comedy podcast about parenting. This is going to be a year of celebrating all that makes this podcast and this community magical. I'm so glad that I found your podcast. I just cannot thank you enough for just being the voice of reason as I'm trying to figure all of this out. Thank you, and cheers to your incredible show and the vision you had to provide this space for all of us. This is still a show about life after giving life. And yes, there will be swears. You can find us on MaximumFun.org. And as always, you are doing a great job. All right, class. Tomorrow's exam will cover the science of cosmic rays, the morals of art forgery, and whether or not fish can drown. Any questions? Yes, you in the back. Uh, what is this? It's the podcast Let's Learn Everything. Where we learn about science and a bit of everything else. My name's Tom. I study cognitive and computer science, but I'll also be your teacher for intermediate emojis. My name's Caroline, and I did my master's in biodiversity conservation, and I'll be teaching you intro to things the British Museum stole. My name's Ella. I did a PhD in stem cell biology, so obviously I'll be teaching you the history of fan fiction. Class meets every other Thursday on Maximum Fun. So do I still get credit for this? (laughs) No. (laughs) Obviously not. No. It's a podcast. (laughs) Welcome to the Judge John Hodgman podcast. I'm bailiff Jesse Thorne. This week, passing the bar. Erin brings the case against her friend and co-worker, Abby. They work in an office that regularly schedules happy hours at a nearby bar. Erin accuses Abby of ducking out of happy hour, even when it's planned around Abby's own schedule. She wants Abby to stand by her word when she says she'll attend. Abby says the gang is getting together whether she comes or not, and it's okay to decide that she'd rather spend the evening doing something else. Who's of the right? Only one man can decide. Please rise as Judge John Hodgman enters the courtroom. Hey, what time is it? Oh, wake up, everybody. It's now happy hour. Wake up. It is now happy hour. Hey, Mina Genki Kai? Hey, Asada, Miyasamase, hey, Kiyomo Genki, Ipe, hey, Ikuse, go, go, go. Bailiff Jesse, swear them in. Please rise and raise your right hands. Do you swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, so help you God or whatever? I do. I do? Do you swear to abide by Judge John Hodgman's ruling, despite the fact that the only happy hour drinking he does is in a private club that's <laughs> on board a dirigible? <laughs> I do. I do. Very well. Judge Hodgman. Hello, everyone. Uh, which is Erin? I'm Erin. All right. And Abby, you are? I am here. You are here as well. All right. Very well. Now, for an immediate summary judgment, can either of you name the specific piece of culture I was paraphrasing as I entered, as I entered, as I entered the court room? <laughs> I can't. I can't, Your Honor. All right. The answer is it was uh, it was the uh, lyrics, a dramatic reading of the lyrics of the song "Shonen Knife Planet" from the album from 1998 by the band Shonen Knife, entitled "Happy Hour." Uh, I'm sorry to hear that you are not Shonen Knife fans, but I think probably even the hardest of core Shonen Knife fans would not have necessarily recognized my stilted reading of those lyrics. So we must go forward and actually hear this case now. Aaron, you bring this case to the court. What justice do you seek? I'm hoping that you can force Abby to attend a regular happy hour 
but only because she actually wants to. She just doesn't have follow through on what she wants to do. No problem. Abby, I am forcing you to drink a lot more. Okay, can we move on? <laughs> you put me in an uncomfortable position, Aaron. You are, you are asking me to give a court order for Abby to go to more bars. Is that correct? That is correct. That's very, that could be, that could be a little tricky. Uh, what is the problem, Abby? Why aren't you going to bars all the time with your friend? Are you friends or are you coworkers or what is your relationship? Abby? Uh, we, we met as coworkers and I like to think that we have become friends. Uh, Aaron's a lot of fun to hang out with. Mm -hmm. Um, so are the other people who attend the regular happy hour? Um, it's just, uh, like on a Monday, I know that the happy hour is going to happen on Thursday. And on Monday, it sounds like a great idea to get drunk on Thursday and then, um, like Thursday will roll around and it'll be like, well, like Wednesday night will roll around and my husband will start getting really judgy on me mm -hmm. and be like, Hey, uh, he just gets real judgy when I get drunk. I have, um, no, I have <laughs> no problem with people being judgy. Believe me. <laughs> um, so, uh, I'll start feeling guilty. And then, um, we also have a three-year-old child uh -huh. that, um, uh, I have to take care of. And um, my husband starts saying, oh, he starts saying things like, yeah, that's fine. We can do bedtime by ourselves. Um, so the next oh. day at work, I'll, I'll get to work. And it's kind of easy for me to skip out of happy as, hour. As, as, uh, as, as happy as I am with uh, being judgy, I do not like being manipulative, passive aggressive. Especially when someone speaks of the child going, we don't mind. <laughs> let me ask you, the, uh, let me, let me get some clarifying questions here. Aaron, how often do these happy hours happen? Okay. We have a regular happy hour every other Thursday, but I'm not asking for every other Thursday. So every, other, every other Thursday you have a regular happy hour and are there supplemental happy hours? There are supplemental happy hours. And when those occur, sometimes it's because Abby says, Hey guys, uh, on Wednesday night, I'm just asking some questions. I can see where okay. you're going. I don't need your character assassination right now. Okay. I just need some basic questions answered. At least two happy hours a month. On average, would you say there are three? Three or four. Three or four. Okay. Abby, what is the purpose of these happy hours? To, you know, just get together, have fun, um, complain about the workday. Mm -hmm. uh, and get, and, and is the point to get. To, 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 to get drunk. And that may not be the point, of course. Conviviality, collegiality, that is the point. But is the effect to, is it, is the effect to you guys all like to go out drinking? You know well, I mean? We're adults. We're not binge drinking. We're just having a couple cocktails. No, yeah, no, okay. That does not sound defensive in any way. But I'm asking <laughs> Abby. <laughs> I was invited. I'm just having a couple cocktails. <laughs> Abby, what kind of bar is it? Typically, it's at a location called um, Patty Reds. It's uh -huh. uh, directly across the street from our office building. Okay, no, I'm not, um, not 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 normal. I will I will I will uh, lift the no buzz marketing ban just so that I understand where you are in the world. What is the town that we're talking about? Uh, Fort Worth, Texas. Fort Worth, Texas. Patty Reds in Fort Worth, Texas. What kind of bar is it? It is your. It's a pretty standard uh, bar. No food, just booze. Mm -hmm. I could um, call it a dive. Excuse me. I shall have I shall have order here. I'm trying to get I'm it, trying to I'm trying to get the Yelp description of Patty Reds here. All right. I would call it a dive, except uh, it has a the bathrooms are delightfully clean. Uh, they smell of bleach all the time, uh, which is a hallmark 
for any bar or restaurant that I um, uh, patronize. Well, see, there you go. Um, Excuse so me for a moment. It's, Excuse it's me in for a, a moment. basement. Excuse me for a moment. You see, Aaron, there you go. The problem here is that Abby doesn't like alcohol so much as she enjoys huffing fumes <laughs> from chemicals. <laughs> I'd be willing to spend more time in the bathroom. <laughs> well, I mean, typically when you think of a dive bar, you think of a place where like your feet stick to the floor when you walk into the bathroom. But that is not the case with Patty Reds. Um, it is a basement bar. Uh, when you, Once you walk in, you have no idea what time of day it is outside. Uh, mm-hmm. So all bets are off as to when you will leave the bar. Um, it's It's a delightful establishment. I wish there was some other way to tell time besides seeing the color of the sky. <laughs> I agree with you, Bailiff Jesse. I agree with you completely. Well, they actually have things that go on your wrist that uh, that uh, that show you what color the sky is. Even friendship inside. bracelets, yeah, mood <laughs> mood <laughs> mood bracelets. So, Abby, you you have you have some affection for this place. You don't hate this place, right? Is that the issue? no no? Yeah, oh, this no, is a place- it's. It's a nice place. All right, this is a place for drinking, though. This is not a this is not a a a. a a tapas bar. This is not a wine uh, Absolutely bar. not. All right. Uh, now I will let you speak, Aaron, since you're all liquored up, obviously. Aaron? <laughs> what? I think that it's more than a tapas or just a place to drink because you can order pizza in, and we but do it, do that. It's delivered. I, I'm, it's, it's, it's a bar. That's true. <laughs> oh, they also sell cigarettes. You can still smoke indoors in Fort Worth. And so what are the, what? So you said that you enjoy cocktails there. What are the mixological delights that they put together there. What, I presume they have an artisanal cocktail program there, something, well, a mix of pre-prohibition cocktails and interesting new, uh, uh, new cocktails with a variety of different kinds of bitters and infusions. They do have that. In fact, yeah. Ryan brings in basil and bell peppers and everything. But I but just that's get only when Ryan's it. on duty. Who's that's true. If it's, if it's the other guy, uh, he's, he's like, if it doesn't have beer or... Uh, hard liquor and one other ingredient, it's it's not going to be... Uh... That's true. That's Dennis. And so, he, doesn't, he doesn't do the fancy stuff. Right. So, yeah, Ryan, he, so Ryan is the cocktail nerd that you both secretly have a crush on. And Dennis... Well, no, Erin has, oh. has tried to set another one of uh, her friends up with the, uh, with the with that guy. With Ryan, the cocktail nerd. Yes, or with De- Ryan. I have. Or, yeah. or, or, or Dennis, the boilermaker. <laughs> not Dennis. <laughs> With Ryan. Yeah, it was Ryan. Dennis Whiskey and Beer. Right. That, that is a good description of Dennis. And what and so what happened between you just out of pure gossip since we're all just girls talking, what happened between your friend and uh and uh and cocktail nerd? She what didn't happened? think his hobbies were interesting enough. Really? She doesn't she's not really into guys with arm garters who make uh, fancy cocktails and read cocktail books all day long? Definitely That's true. Not. She has some really high standards. What 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 were his other hobbies? Penny fighting mo- motorcycles and exotic pets? He likes to watch TV. <laughs> okay, good. Right, but I'm sure he cut the cord, and he only he only steal he 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 steals uh, uh, Vietnamese uh, telenovelas uh, via BitTorrent. I'm ho- I'm hoping it's that that strange, but I think he's just watching TV. All right. I think he's watching like Adult Swim on Cartoon yeah, Network all the time. That's about as about as close as you can get to a Vietnamese telenovela via BitTorrent. Let me tell you, he works. He works the breakfast shift at the Patty Reds, which starts at 2 p.m. He calls it the breakfast shift. Okay, very well. This sounds, so this sounds like a bar that you both like, right? And you have some history in. Yes. Abby, Abby, did you go to this bar before you had this, this husband and baby who team up against you all the time? 
Uh, no, um, I I didn't start I didn't start uh, work at this job until um, my child was um, I think he was almost a year old. Okay, how old is your child now? He is three. Uh, and what is this job? We work for the uh, Corps of Engineers. The Army Corps of Engineers. Yes. Oh, do you know my aunt Janice Donlin in Philadelphia? <laughs> uh, Tragically, no. I think I think she retired from the Army Corps of Engineers, where she was an administrative uh, executive for probably thirty years. Are you sure you haven't heard of her, Janice Donlin? I'm sorry, I don't have much uh, much contact with that district. So, uh, are so you are, are are you a member of the service, both of you? Yes, I am an active duty uh, captain in the Army. Oh, wow! And um, so that's another reason why it's easy for me to. Uh, decline happy hour last minute because right. uh if i if i don't bring a change of clothes with me to work i can't hit the bar in my uniform so i just have to be like oh guys why can't you hit the, why can't you hit the bar on your uniform it's against army regulation not in the movies that i've seen <laughs> in the movies that i've seen dudes are drinking in uniform all the time is that true you're not allowed to drink in uniform well, I mean, you can drink in uniform, and if you go to a restaurant that has a full bar, but they also serve food, then it's okay for you to sit down and eat. You just can't consume, you know, alcohol. Seems like there are a lot um, of drinking loopholes in this woman's army. <laughs> <laughs> so it, I would get in a substantial amount of trouble if I went over to Patty Red's in my uniform and just, you know, started drinking. Well, Captain, first of all, thank you for your service. Second of all, is that really true? Would you really get into a lot of trouble? It is against Army regulation. That is true. Aaron? I'm sorry? Silence, Private. Are you in the Army? I am not in the Army anymore. Are you trying to get your friend kicked out of the Army like you? (laughs) (laughs) Not actively. Did you serve? But you did serve? Yes, I I was in the Army. And 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 what was your what was your rank when you when you were kicked out? When I exited the service, <laughs> I was, was a or- specialist. That's me for. You were a specialist. Yes. A specialist in what? Tempting people to drink. <laughs> uh, no, may I ask what 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 your expertise was, or or where you were stationed, or any details whatsoever, or shall I just presume I w- you were you were was, working for the CIA? I was in the Army Reserves. And I was located out of Omaha, and I was a 73 Delta accounting specialist. Well, thank you for your service as well, and uh, I'm glad you guys uh, are getting drunk together. Now, <laughs> she, but you're, Aaron, you, you concur, she would get in trouble if she were drinking in her uniform. Right, but I see an easy solution to that problem. Abby, what, what do you want out of this? Do you want her to stop pressuring you? Because, you know, your child is getting older. You probably want to spend more time with your child. Your husband is a manipulative jerk, but he probably you're probably in love with him. <laughs> is it that you is it is um, it that he is just putting pressure on you and it's too much to bear and you really want to go? Or is it that you kinda don't want to go and you've grown out of it a little bit and it's just hard to tell your friend Aaron who's still whooping it up? Well, I I really enjoy uh hanging out and getting drunk. I have gotten progressively worse at recovering from hangovers. Right. Um, and I mean, this is not like drink till you're blackout drunk or anything, I understand. but I mean, I never drink. So if I have like two or three cocktails, the next morning I wake up and I'm like, Oh my God, I hate myself. 
I, I also have a self-control issue. I don't exactly trust myself around alcohol mm-hmm. um, because it's a pretty slippery slope for me. Mm-hmm. Um, one minute I'm like sipping one like vodka soda and mm-hmm. the next thing you know, I'm like three sheets to the wind and I'm like, oh, it's two in the morning. Why mm-hmm. are we stopping? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I, I also live uh, – Happy Hour takes place in Fort Worth, and I live in Dallas, Mm -hmm. so it's like a 45-minute drive Mm -hmm. uh, for me to get home. Mm -hmm. So it's also a logistical issue, which adds to uh, the fact that I have a a hard time saying no to uh, my son's big brown eyes um, when my husband's like, we can do it alone. Right. Um, So, yeah. Yeah. You have a control issue with your son's big brown eyes. Yes. First, you're looking at your son. (laughs) And you're just, you know, tussling his hair. And then all of a sudden it's two o'clock in the morning and you're not letting him go to sleep and you're making him dance for you. Exactly. Yeah, I understand. You like your son. Aaron, (laughs) why are you putting pressure on this person? (laughs) Who clearly. Because on on Monday she'll come to work and say, oh, my gosh, Aaron, guess what? I'm single on Wednesday and let's have happy hour. And I'm like, sweet, I'll send out the. Outlook invite and let people know we're drinking in celebration of Abby being a single lady. Look, I already and, let you, I already let you guys buzz market your your crazy bar. I don't need you to buzz market <laughs> Outlook on on my podcast, especially. It's bad enough that we're using Skype. I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to shill for two Microsoft products today. Okay. So you send I mean, out so, the invites, and then what happens? She cancels. So Wednesday, she shows up and she stops by my cube and is like, hey, um, so about tonight, I, well, I didn't bring clothes and, you know, this is what's happening and I'll probably just be going home. And I'm like, but you came to me and said that you wanted happy hour and then I planned it for you and people are expecting you and now you're not going to be there. How do you respond to that, Abby? In my defense, people don't get too excited when I go to happy hour. There's going to be drinking even if I'm not there. Good times will be had. Yeah, but you're welching on a deal. Welshing on a deal, to use the the ethnic intolerant term. Uh, This this is true, and um, I am guilty of it. Is that what they taught you in in the army? Uh, (laughs) No. No. Loyalty. (laughs) Uh, at least not in any of the army movies I've ever seen. That's not what they taught. They taught you to wear your uniform and drink in it. <laughs> and do I understand, uh, Aaron, that you have on occasion volunteered to bring extra clothes so that Abby could change out of her uniform in order to go on your girl's drunk night out? In fact, I keep clothes in my cubicle just for that event. I have a variety of workout clothes, so that way I never fail to work out because I didn't pack that morning, and she's welcome to have them at any time. So you want her to wear your, like, Olivia Newton-John aerobics outfit? Well, I don't work out in that, and it's a dive bar. It just doesn't doesn't have to be awesome looking. She's not impressing us. We're just drinking at a dive bar across the street. I would say that these workout clothes, though, are a pretty new addition to the standby (laughs) wardrobe for me. Um, I mean, those are like new to the point of like within the last like two to three months Uh Uh, prior to that. And your honor, I believe you have uh, some pieces of um, evidence to support this. I'll look at that evidence now. All right. I see. I see photographs here of uh, of pieces of clothing on a hanger off a uh, off a 
a vertical file. No, except, mm-hmm. excuse me, yeah, a, a filing that- system of some kind in, a, in an office. There is a, a black dress that looks fairly attractive and then sort of a blue denim shirt that looks uh, with a tag on it that looks like um, you're, something you would wear if you worked at a big box store. Uh, yes, and these were the, the two pieces of clothing that were kept on standby for me. Um, I would like to say that there is a, a slight height difference between Erin um, and me. She's about 5'10", and um, I've, I'm 5'5". Five five. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm not convinced the cocktail dress would have been the best option for me to go with, especially since I, I still would have had to have worn my boots with them. Mm-hmm. With I it. had shoes. And um, the uh, the denim shirt, as awesome as it is, um, I didn't really have any uh, – there weren't any pants yeah, that accompanied no pants that shirt either. option. Yeah, right. Let me ask you, though, what, what happens in a situation – I mean, Aaron's complaint is not so much that you don't drink enough – but that you will suggest that you do want to, to go to the happy hour and socialize with your friends. She organizes it, and then a couple of days later, as it happens, you back out of the deal. Why are you backing out of the deal? And I want you to answer as honestly as possible. What goes through your mind where you decide, eh, this is not for me tonight? I think it's my fear of hangovers, mm-hmm. um, my fear of traveling uh, the – uh, public transportation system of the DFW Metroplex, mm-hmm. uh, inebriated and alone. Mm-hmm. And um, then, you know, missing story time mm-hmm. and the whole, you know, fa- family thing. So, and reasonable fears, I would say, for, for a human to have. Why are you instigating these, these happy hours? Because that's, here's the thing. If you were to say, well, that was a case where I did say I would do it, but then... Uh, something came up and my husband manipulated me into watching a television show or something, or he he started to mope when I wouldn't agree to watch storage wars with him or whatever. <laughs> uh, and therefore I had to cancel in this particular situation, but I really wanted to go. But in this case, what you describe your concerns, um, which I have to take seriously, not only because you're they're your concerns, but they also involve uh, alcohol and your relationship to it. So I'm trying to be very sensitive to that. Those aren't going to change any time there is happy hour. You're always going to be feeling like, oh, I might have a hangover. I don't want to miss my family, and I don't want to go home on, on the, on the what, whatever, whatever it is, the, the DFW space trolley, or what, what did you call it, Metroplex? Uh, the Metroplex public transportation system. The Metroplex P- PTS. Uh, Fort, Fort Worth isn't really big enough to like be con- – it's, it's, it's a city – but uh, for whatever reason, it gets lumped in with Dallas, and they call it the Metroplex. Okay. So I Dallas and Fort Worth both have the same like public transportation system. Uh, and the whole thing is called the Metroplex? Uh, yeah. Well, that's and what they call both cities both put together. Both cities together. The Metroplex. And, and under a dome, right? It's all under a gigantic dome? It is. Right. It is. Okay, gotcha. Uh, so- Your Honor, I have, a, I have a response to what she's saying. Okay. I love to hear one friend try to convince another friend to drink when she doesn't want to. Go on. <laughs> The last time she canceled on me, the morning of, she literally said, I really want to go to happy hour, but I'm going to be home alone tonight, meaning the child and husband aren't even in in factoring in, and I want to do a puzzle on my living room floor when a three-year-old won't be there to mess it up. No, that's, that's not that. I did not request that happy hour. I, I request that happy hour. I requested a happy hour the Friday before, which I attended, and then that the next week, 
Aaron was like, hey, you want to go to happy hour? And I said, no, I want to go home and work on my puzzle. That's, that's not how said. That's not that how is it. how it happened. That's I promise. That's how it happened. And Aaron, that doesn't feel very army to you. <laughs> I, you know, what you do off duty is what you do off duty. Mm-hmm. But she did request that happy it's, hour. It's not very much. I intended the happy hour macho, I requested, though. Wait a minute. Did you, did you request the happy hour and then say, I can't do it because I got to do a, a jigsaw puzzle? No, I requested a happy hour. I attended request. that happy hour. Right. And then there was an additional happy hour that I did not request. Right. And okay. Aaron asked me if I wanted to go. And I said, no, thank you. I want to go home and work on my puzzle. Aaron, is it possible that you're too drunk to remember the, the difference between these two stories? <laughs> I usually don't get drunk until after work. All right. So. All right. Very well. Am I, am I reaching you both at work? Is the government paying for this call? <laughs> no. No. All right. Good. <laughs> Uh, uh, so Aaron, so the, the, in this case, she did not request the happy hour. She bowed out in order to do a jigsaw puzzle, but that was not acceptable to you. That, that's not how I remember the facts. Okay. I remember her husband and her son were in Arkansas and she wanted multiple happy hours. And then she canceled the second one for the pants off puzzle in her living room. You understand just the phrase multiple happy hours raises huge <laughs> substance abuse red flags to me. Look, I know you guys are in Texas and you do things differently and I enjoy my gin martini, but it's like she requested multiple happy hours. There should be multiple happy hours. Look, I... <laughs> Good heavens. How does it make you feel when your friend doesn't come to happy hours? Honestly, I don't mind it when she doesn't come for happy hour, except in the instances when she comes to me and says, let's do happy hour and then cancels last minute. I see. And Abby, how do you respond to that? I think that's legitimate. Um, it's, a, it's a lack of follow through on my part. Does it feel a little frustrating to have a specialist try to order you around? <laughs> Um, I, I am not sure there has ever been a, a situation in Aaron's life where, uh, she has not been the one, uh, delivering orders. Mm -hmm. Um, so I, I'm fairly certain that, uh, I am not alone. Maybe in, that's why uh, the army didn't work out for her. Didn't you, didn't you spend a lot of time in a windowless room bouncing a tennis ball against the wall? I, I will agree that hierarchy is not for Aaron. All right. Aaron, do you agree? Um, I will say it's probably not that extreme as it's currently being described, but yes, I've been known to have issues with authority. Okay. Now, Abby, I need to ask you a serious question because you've expressed some concern about your relationship with alcohol here. Is there, uh, are you concerned that you may have a drinking problem? No, no, I'm okay. not. All right. For real, right? We're honest. going to be well, honest yes. with each other here. No. Honest. Yes. Okay. Do you feel that do you feel that if you go to happy hour that if you really disciplined yourself you might be able to have one or two drinks and then go home in a non totally blotto state if need yes. if, if you right okay so that's a that's an option for you do you acknowledge that that's an option for you that is an option for me okay uh but sometimes you just want to do a jigsaw puzzle right uh absolutely all right it was a really cool jigsaw puzzle what was it, it was, what was it um it was a was it, it was a, was it a four jigs dimensional was puzzle it, was it a huge jigsaw puzzle of a bottle of bleach <laughs> yes <laughs> was absolutely it, it was, it was this amazing a, jigsaw puzzle a 4d puzzle of washington dc it was oh. very exciting oh my goodness that's our nation's capital <laughs> it is sir mm -hmm. uh and uh and aaron uh is there an age differential between you guys like 11 months 
Okay. And Aaron, do you have a family, husband, children, partner, anything? I'm married. Mm-hmm. Without children, though. Without children. Okay. All right. I think I have everything I need to make my uh, my decision. Per- permission to uh, exit, go to my chambers. Permission granted, Your Thank Honor. You. Thank you, ma'am. Here I go. Please rise as Judge John Hodgman exits the courtroom. Aaron, how are you feeling about your chances? Um, I don't know. I think it's a toss-up. Has going through this process changed your feelings about the conflict at all? No, I'm pretty much in the same place. Abby, how are you feeling? I'm not feeling good. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Why is that? Yeah, I... I Too much I, to I drink? Should... <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I think I'm going to get a, uh, a lecture on uh, uh, sticking to my plans when I'm the one who makes them. What if something really good comes up? Like a sweet puzzle of the Empire State <laughs> Building. Uh, my, my dad gave it to me for Christmas, and um, he had been asking me if I had worked my puzzle. And I was like, <laughs> God damn it. So uh, I finally got around to opening it when my husband and son went out of town. And I thought I was about to finish it so that I could, you know, add the fourth dimension to this puzzle and chronologically place the monuments on this puzzle. But it turned out there was a whole other layer to the puzzle. Uh, so it would have taken me about a year instead of four days to put this puzzle together. So I actually just threw it, uh, put it back in the box. Abby, I don't mean to be presumptive here, but do you think some of this problem might have come up because your emotional relationship with your father is built in <laughs> the gifting and construction of puzzles? Uh, this is actually the first puzzle he's ever given me, so... Was that like, did you send him a wish list that said iPhone 5 puzzle? Uh, no, he, uh, he gave my sister and I uh, the same presents uh, this past Christmas. Oh, it's um, a competition. Well, I got a 3D puzzle of Washington, D.C., and she got a, or excuse me, a 4D puzzle of Washington, D.C., and she got a four-dimensional puzzle of New York City. Whoa, so, your sister has some kind of, you, your father has access to 4D puzzles? Well, the fourth dimension comes into play when you add the three D pieces. Is he an astronaut? Tragically, no. Time traveler. May I? May I th- this is John Hodgman uh, emerging from my chamber for just a moment. Uh, may I ask, when your father pits you against your sister, is she uh, in the Navy Corps of Engineers? <laughs> uh, no, she's not. She's not. All right. Sorry. Go ahead, Jesse. I'm going back. None of the pieces fit together on this story. I'm against it. In fact, I'm going to issue a blanket shut your pie hole to all this puzzle 4D madness defying the laws of physics. Please rise as Judge John Hodgman re-enters the court. Uh, here's the thing. It's always complicated when, when friends go through, through life changes at different paces. And I can tell you that's even more complicated when it comes to friends uh, going through life paces, different changes, and... Um, one of them has to choose between uh, a, a child and uh, delicious alcohol. Uh, maybe I speak of some experience here. I'm not going to go further. But the point is, it's, it's, it can be painful uh, when a, a standard behavior that you've enjoyed together for a long time uh, no longer becomes uh, as regular due to one's love of the more domestic pleasures of uh, doing jigsaw puzzles and um, sniffing model glue. <laughs> 
and uh, especially when it comes to alcohol, uh, you know, you got to be wary of whether or not the drinking behavior is healthy and so forth. You don't want to be pushing a behavior onto a friend in order to get those good old times back when that friend might be backing off that behavior for, uh, for other reasons. Now, in this case, Abby, uh, it seems like you're backing off uh, going out as often because you actually have uh, a, a manipulative husband and B, a child who is cute and see uh, a love of, uh, of hobby crafts uh, and, uh, and, the, and the various solvents that are used to put them together. And so uh, it is not necessarily a concern that, uh, that you're trying to stay away from alcohol for, uh, uh, for us to avoid uh, a drinking problem. So that's good. But it still is ultimately an issue where, Abby, you've got to uh, believe, uh, decide what it is you want to do be straightforward about why you want to do it and do it and not apologize because Aaron, even, even, even if she were not your subordinate in the army, cannot just order you to do things. You are, you are a grown, you are a grown person. Now I dare say a captain of your own life. And if you want to sit around making a, a, a ninth dimensional, uh, puzzle of the Metroplex for you to crawl in on, into and disappear into. Uh, that is your business, and you should be able to do that without uh, without um, uh, reproach uh, and without apology. And here is the thing that I take issue with: you are in effect apologizing your behavior because you're pretending that you don't want to do it. You don't want to stay home. You want to go out on this happy hour. You suggest the happy hour. And then when it comes down to it, you kind of don't want to go. And then everyone gets disappointed in you. And then you become almost as a manipulative jerk as your husband. (laughs) And that, while I totally think that sitting around doing a crossword puzzle uh, or, excuse me, a jigsaw puzzle, or a crossword puzzle for that matter. Please don't do any Sudoku. Please don't do any Bananagrams, because that's the worst. Uh, but staying home, uh, uh, watching a TV show, just hanging out, if that's what you choose to do, if you want to be with your family instead of with Boilermaker and the Cocktail Nerd, drinking <laughs> until 2 o'clock in the morning, I think that's a reasonable choice as an adult to make that I'm sure Aaron appreciates and would appreciate more if you simply said, I'm going to do something else tonight. I'm sorry, I cannot do happy hour. And stop requesting happy hours that you back out of. I find in favor, in a narrow sense, for Aaron. Abby, you have a right to do whatever you want in your life. And in no way should you ever be compelled by a court, by your conscience or by a specialist or former specialist (laughs) retired to go out drinking when you don't really feel like doing it. You even have a right to cancel at the last minute at need uh, or uh, out of simple desire, maybe simply saying, you know what? I thought I was really into it. I'm really sorry. No more. Not tonight. But you may not go and set up a happy hour unless you plan to attend it. If you request it, you must attend it. Otherwise, it is your decision to do. But uh, in in this case, I find narrowly in the favor of Aaron. No more false starts. No more cocktail teases, as it were. You announce it. You commit to it. You do it the army way. You attend. You pull your duty. You attend. Otherwise, you're free to do whatever you want. This is the sound of a gavel. Judge John Hodgman rules, that is all. 
please rise as Judge John Hodgman exits the courtroom. Aaron, you've emerged triumphant, if narrowly. How are you feeling? Pretty good. What are your immediate plans? Um, I'm going to wait for Abby to break down and ask me to schedule a happy hour. And then when that happens, I'm going to remind her that she has to go to the ones that she wants. Abby, what was it like for you to lose this case? I kind of anticipated I would. Really? I, uh, yes, I, I, was, I was anticipating defeat. Um, Once you realized you were wrong? <laughs> uh, uh, well, uh, n- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I, I really realized I was going to lose um, last night when uh, I started seeing the suggested titles uh, for this podcast. And then I was like, oh, wow, I'm really a loser. <laughs> but uh, yeah. Hey, well, can I, can I just, Abby, can Aaron, I, wait, thank wait, you for wait, joining this, us on the Judge John Hodgman permission, podcast. Permission to say thank one, you. Permission to say one last thing, Captain. Uh, yes. Permission granted. You have to say permission granted. Uh, permission granted. <laughs> permission to speak at will. <laughs> uh, please speak at will. Uh, you're not a loser. That's the whole point of my ruling. You should not feel like you're a loser because you want to stay home and do a jigsaw puzzle. Don't let your friend bully you. Oh, no, I, I, I meant enough. that I've, I realized I was a loser because I was backing out last minute uh, on these plans that I had initiated. Oh, yeah, then I agree. Initiated. You're, you're totally a loser then. Yeah, absolutely. That's a loser. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be embarrassed by your own truth, Captain. Abby, Aaron, thanks for joining us on Judge John Hodgman. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you guys very much. I appreciate it. Judge Hodgman, when you got into this business, did you ever think you would be dispensing military justice? This is, it's, actually a, it's actually a tribunal. <laughs> the, the standard of, uh, of proof is much different. <laughs> and by the way, how do you like, how do you like my chambers? I've, I've dressed it up to look like the swamp from MASH. Yeah. And I'm distilling my own gin. Oh. And I'm, a, I'm about to start belittling a Boston Brahmin surgeon in a moment. But, uh, right now. <laughs> be quiet over there, Winchester. Um, let's clear the docket. Uh, here's something from John. He writes, I have two questions. First, in relation to your episode on spoilers, is it a spoiler to say who Joss Whedon kills off in a movie or TV show? I feel it is ambiguous because you know it's going to happen. You just don't know who to whom. Well, no, you, you, that is that is two questions, but I don't think that you mean it to be. You said, is it a spoiler to say who Joss Whedon kills off in a movie or TV show? That means you're naming the character. That would obviously be a spoiler, even though you don't know who it's going to happen to. If you were to say someone dies in this movie or TV show, which is your second part, where it is actually ambiguous about to whom it is going to happen, then I would not necessarily count that as a spoiler. That is like saying something is going, someone is going to learn something by the end of this thing. Lots of times people die in things. I think it's on the it's on the, the 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 verge of spoiler, but certainly to say whom Joss Whedon is going to murder uh, is a spoiler. And uh, by the way, I'm not accusing Joss Whedon of murder. <laughs> <laughs> I am. Um, we have another question here from Derice. Uh, she, I think she, she writes. I say she. Yeah. My boss Norm is a prideful New England native from Winthrop, Massachusetts. And Norm is a woman? Norm is a woman? Yes, Norm is a woman. Like Norm from Cheers. Right, okay, gotcha. My boss Norm is a prideful New England native from Winthrop, Massachusetts. I'm a Midwest transplant to the East Coast and was baffled when our office challenged a neighboring office to a game of 
Big Ball Bowling. I was quickly schooled on candle pin bowling, a version of the sport specific to this region. I know it well. The name of this game has become a point of contention in the past four years, which is the real bowling. I insist that real bowling is traditional 10-pin, and if candle-pin bowling is being discussed, that it should be specifically referred to as such. Norm insists that candle-pin bowling is real bowling, and that the 10-pin version should be referred to as big ball bowling. As a native New Englander yourself, we figured you would be the most qualified to pronounce judgment on this matter, and we will defer to your ruling. Uh, yes, I have I have rolled many a small ball in the game of candle pin bowling. For those of you who don't know, and I presume there are a lot of you, because 10-pin bowling, the standard Flintstone style, three balls in a large ball, excuse me, three holes in a large ball bowling, uh, where you and you throw them at a uh, at a at a, a womanly curved pin. Uh, that is uh, that is ten pin bowling. Candle pin bowling in the New England area uh, has straight pins that sort of resemble candles uh, if if they were bulged slightly in the middle and had no wicks. And the balls themselves are much more like uh, I guess what most people would know as bocce balls, about uh, the size of a size of a, a, a hefty grapefruit maybe a little bit larger and you get uh, and you get uh, three rolls instead of two and it's uh, frankly a, a much more of a game of uh, of aim than of power and then there is duck pin bowling which if memory serves and it may not in this case and I look forward to your angry emails and Twitters soon uh, is sort of played more in the mid-Atlantic states and, or maybe in rural New York state. Uh, and that is also small ball bowling and the pins themselves are like miniature 10 pins with a little fatter down at the bottom. Bowling in this regard, the 10 pin and the duck pin and the candle pin are sort of the last remnants of real regionalism in this country and therefore I adore them. Uh, and I think they should be respected and to suggest that one is more real than the other uh, is uh, frankly offensive to me. In uh, New England, uh, I grew up with candlepin bowling, and uh, and the only reason I knew it was candlepin was that there was a an astonishing television show on Saturday afternoons called Candlepins for Cash, <laughs> which was live live amateur candlepin bowling game show uh, that uh, that was frankly hypnotic to watch, and you can still catch some episodes of it on YouTube. Unfortunately, the host of that show was uh, later convicted for having some inappropriate technology on, uh, having some inappropriate pornography on his computer. So there is a, there is a, uh, a dark note to candlepin bowling always in my mind, unfortunately. So, but we did call it bowling and that's how we knew it. And if you were in Winthrop, Massachusetts and you say to anyone bowling, they're going to be referring to candlepin bowling. So I don't think that you can insist among the uh, the New Englanders around you, uh, that they must refer to it as candlepin bowling to make you feel more comfortable as a Midwesterner. New England is about is not about making anyone feel comfortable. That is the Midwest you're thinking of. New England wants everyone to feel as awful and alienated as they feel. So uh, you must call it bowling. That it, whether it is more real than the other bowling, I will not make a. I will not make a. Uh, uh, a ruling there. They are all bowling uh, in uh, in in Chris Hardwick's father's eyes. <laughs> You're listening to Judge John Hodgman. I'm bailiff Jesse Thorne. Of course, the Judge John Hodgman podcast always brought to you by you, 
the members of MaximumFun.org. Thanks to everybody who's gone to MaximumFun.org slash join. And you can join them by going to MaximumFun.org slash join. The Judge John Hodgman podcast is also brought to you this week by Stitch Fix. You know that boost of confidence you get when you put on an outfit that just feels good? You know what that's like. That's what I get when I use Stitch Fix. With Stitch Fix, you get a human stylist, not AI. A human being who understands your style, size, and budget. They do all the shopping for you, and it's the easiest way to update your wardrobe this season or any other. This professional stylist picks the clothes. They can either send you a box where anything you don't want is unbelievably easy to return, or they can make a little storefront for you just from stuff that they recommend for your taste and your body. Uh, It is an absolutely incredible service. They give you styling advice, outfit recommendations, the whole thing soup to nuts. And like I said, if you don't want it, if you don't like it, it is unfathomably easy to send it back. They give you an envelope that's big enough, that has the postage and the labels on it. All you have to do is shove the thing in there, close it up, and drop it off at your local mailing center. It is that easy. Can I also say the stuff that my stylist at Stitch Fix picks for me? I really like it. Like, they know me, and it's really terrific. Plus, if you've got small people in your life, sadly, my small people are now adults shopping for themselves. But if you've got little kids, it's a terrific way to to get togs for your kids. Style that makes you feel as you, as you want to look. Get started today at stitchfix.com slash J-J-H-O. That's stitchfix.com slash J-J-H-O. Stitchfix.com slash J-J-H-O. The Judge John Hodgman podcast is also brought to you this week by Aura Frames. Hey, Mother's Day is coming up. Do you have a mom in your life that you'd like to celebrate? There are very few better ways than giving an Aura frame to someone you care about. These are beautifully Wi-Fi connected digital picture frames that allow you to share and display unlimited photos of your memories with your mom, stepmom, mentor, friend, uh, whatever it is in your life who might enjoy seeing photos from your life. Aura frames are the way to go. Judge, there's a very special mom in my life, Ms. Teresa Thorne. Yes. Uh, that's my wife and also a, a whole human being in her own right. Guess what's guess what's on her bedside table? Yes, that's right. You guessed it in one, an aura frame. <laughs> what I love about the aura frame is you don't have to load a bunch of stuff onto an SD card or whatever, like with the old digital frames. It is so easy to get the pictures on there. So like when Teresa texts me a cute picture of one of our children or our dog, uh, or one of our siblings texts us a cute picture of one of them or one of their children. Uh, all I have to do is hit that share button on my phone and I can share it right to the frame and then it lives there for as long as I want. I can also take it off whenever I want, but I don't even have to open the Aura Frames app, which is a great app, but I don't right. even have to go there. It just goes straight into wherever I want it, uh, whichever frame I want, or I have multiple Aura Frames in my house or all of them. Uh, it is incredibly easy. That's why Wirecutter chose it as the best digital photo frame. That's why it's one of Oprah's favorite things. Uh, It is guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. Right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A frames.com. Use the code Hodgman 
at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. We'll talk to you next time on the Judge John Hodgman podcast. The Judge John Hodgman podcast is a production of MaximumFun.org. Our special thanks to all of the folks who donate to support the show and all of our shows at MaximumFun.org slash donate. The show is produced by Julia Smith and me, Jesse Thorne, and edited by Mark McConville. You can check out his podcast, Super Ego, in iTunes or online at GoSuperEgo.com. You can find John Hodgman online at AreasOfMyExpertise.com. If you have a case for Judge John Hodgman, go to MaximumFun.org slash JJHO. If you have thoughts about the show, join the conversation on our forum at forum.maximumfun.org and our Facebook group at facebook.com slash Judge John Hodgman. We'll see you online and next time right here on the Judge John Hodgman podcast.